0: Hello, lovely audience. This is Paul Frields, one of the hosts of Practical Bass. Um, I just want to let you know the episode coming up is maybe a little less about bass playing and a bit more about having a new experience as a musician. You're going to hear a little bit about the way that Dave and I spent the time between season one and season two this episode runs a little bit longer than our normal ones. It's closer to an hour, and uh, I hope you'll stick with it. It's It was a lot of fun for us to relive and record, and um, I hope it'll be fun for you to listen to and maybe be inspired a bit by. And uh, with that, let's get to the show. Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Fields, And I'm Dave Guzman. And this is Practical Bass, a weekly podcast in which my co-host Dave and I find a topic of interest to you, the working bass player, and we sort of dissect it, look at it from a few different angles, and hopefully help you Use that knowledge to elevate your gigs and your gear to the next level. Uh, if you are interested in becoming part of our community, it's very easy to do that. You can find our Facebook group, The Practical Base Group. You are also welcome to check out our website at practicalbase.com and you can send us feedback there. Uh, you can also find an archive of all of our past episodes and uh, download to your heart's content. It is absolutely free. In fact, you can also subscribe to this podcast uh, very easily using iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio on your mobile device or your laptop or desktop computer. Simply search for Practical Base and then use the subscribe link and you'll get a fresh copy delivered to you weekly without having to lift one little pinky on your hand. And uh, we would love to hear from you. If you would like to send us some feedback, please visit the feedback section on practicalbase.com and let us know what you think, good, bad, or indifferent. We love to read your listener comments, and uh, we look forward to getting mail like that uh, all the time. And uh, I think today, Dave, we're going to kind of kick off season two for real today, right? Season two, episode one. Yeah, this is the real thing. Like, we did a tease, but this is actually the beginning of the season. Right. um, One of the things that we wanted to share with you, our listeners, is a little bit about why we were off the air for a little bit um, following the USA Thanksgiving holidays. We were basically out from about uh, December to the end of April. Um, during April, we've you know done some recording. We've done some preparation, but hopefully, you're hearing this in the beginning of May. That at least has been our intent. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we wanted to talk a little bit about why we were out over the the winter holidays. Um, and Dave, this is really about a, a project of yours. Why don't you tell listeners a little bit about it? All
1: right. Yeah. So when we finish the season it was kind of serendipitous because it was in at a time where um, I have an original project that was getting ready to just figure out like what we were going to do. We needed a recording and yeah. we were looking at putting together an EP um, had been thrown around some ideas, but we really wanted to take the winter time to get serious about yeah. it. Yeah.
0: yeah. And this is your, this is your band.
1: Yeah. Oh, Vamos. So it's yeah. called Vamos, right? Um, <clears throat> you could check us out at, uh, Vamos band.com. That's on the internet.
0: Um, or you can call Paul <laughs> directly. Other websites, you can this call one is, Paul
1: directly and he'll tell you where it's at. That's, will, uh, I'll
0: type it into your computer for you.
1: It. Paul's Bye. phone number is <laughs> five, five, five. Um, no. And it was really kind of neat because Paul and I got to spend a good part of last year together, just talking music. Some of it we did Behind these microphones, right, and some of it we did even outside of these it's microphones.
0: Funny after this, like we weren't sick of each other I know. after doing like, we're like forty episodes of or whatever. We were like, we still have not. We haven't had a fist fight yet.
1: You so. would think. You would think there would be at least one fist fight, yeah, but, or
0: like a food fight, something like something least get like, thrown,
1: or at least like no music talk, but yeah, no. Um. So we were, we were lucky enough. Like it's just the way everything aligned. Um, and that Paul and I were really kind of in this project mode where we were getting so much done, right? Like you and I were in this kind of task
0: mode of, yeah, we had this groove going for the podcast and yeah, we got together every few weeks and you know, we laid down episodes and yeah,
1: it's almost as if the podcast season ended and we just kept rolling and we just had this like, Thing that kept going so basically um yeah so we talked with paul and and decided to record our first ep with paul yeah. in paul's studio
0: yeah i mean you know for me i think the genesis was when i heard you say hey we're looking to record and mm-hmm. and i don't think like i don't think it was a thing where like You I don't think you were like kind of looking for me and saying, Hey, Paul, we want to record wink wink. It was really I mean, you mentioned it was it was kind of offhand. We were having another conversation, I think, and you said the band was looking at trying to do an EP of original music. And, you know, this podcast has has been great, but one of the things that I've been really intent on doing more of over the past couple years has been to do more recording. Right. Um, I had, uh, a song that I wrote that was in a competition, um, not too long ago where it was like, you know, write a song and record it, mix it and, and, you know, get it whatever production ready or whatever in like 30 days. And I did that. And, um, and, and it did really well. Like I, I basically like, I'm trying to you know, I'm not you trying won. to myself, but I won the prize for the yeah, you know, and and, and it was basically a bunch of gear and stuff, which was yeah. fantastic. I, you know, no one doesn't like having some extra gear, right? But um, you know, it was trying to, I was trying to kind of like earn that. In other words, mm-hmm. like, okay, if I if I have this stuff. I need to be doing something here. Like I need to be doing something with it. And yeah. you know, the podcast has been fantastic and I, and I love doing that, but I really wanted to do something that was more, um, you know, it was going to be, go, go a little bit deeper. Right. Right. And that's when we had that conversation. Yeah. And I think I said, it was, it was literally as simple as, you know, we could record that here and, and meeting, you know, I, I laugh and joke about the, uh, you know, the practical base <laughs> headquarters or whatever, but, you know, essentially the home studio here, like mm-hmm. let's record it here. Right. And that yep. was kind of what I pitched to you was, okay, you guys could go down the road to mm-hmm. another, you know, some other studio, not naming any names. Cause there's a few mm-hmm. of them around here. You can go to this place and yep. you're going to get a good product out of them. Right. Um, and you know, you're going to pay something between, you know, X and Y for yep. that probably, Um, Depending on what you want to do and how prepared you are, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, you know, I'm really looking to break in and do more of this. And as a favor, like this would practically be a favor to me. Like it was so selfish. It really was. It was like, (laughs) I really want to do this and I'm asking (laughs) you guys to help me out. Yeah. Right. I would really like to be doing this. And so, like, we can do that at basically no cost to you guys. I I just want. I want the experience of doing it. And if I'm going to do it, I want to do it with some people who are friends. I don't want to do it with like some strangers. Mm -hmm. I'd rather do it with friends. And that way, if it goes well, everybody, like all of us end up better off. We're all better off at the end of it. And if it doesn't go well, you guys haven't paid for it. There's no love lost. And at least as friends, I know you're not going to walk out of here and go like, man, we're never going to talk to that guy again. Or if anybody asks <laughs> us about that dude, holy moly, you know, whatever. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, I got to do podcasts with him next season. <laughs> That's
0: the, uh, awkward.
1: <laughs> Good for you guys. No, but but the, the truth of it is that we started with just like this idea of, okay, we're doing an EP just to like, it could be a demo. It could just be something that we're using to like book, yeah. right other gigs. Yeah. It definitely turned out to be like something that we... Hold near and dear to our hearts, right? Yeah. Because there was so much put into it. And it definitely was like serious enough that you actually came up with a studio name. Like, that's a big deal.
0: That's yeah. a, that's a, that's a drawing the line. That was, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was kind of fun where we were like, oh, well, I, once it became clear, hey, we're really working on this, it's a real, it's going to be a CD. Yeah. And I didn't want it to say recorded at Paul's house, right? So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we named the studio. We
0: have Fifth Dominion Studios now, which is That's right. named after I don't know how obscure that is. It may not be very obscure. It's a, a reference to a one of my favorite novels from when I was, you know, young and silly and impressionable and and in college it was a Clive Barker novel that I loved. And so Yeah. So Fifth Dominion, and also the Dominion's nice because it kinda Virginia. Right. It always makes me think of Virginia because the old dominion, right? Yeah. So calling it old dominion studios just sounds ancient. Right. But, right. Fit, but fit like fifth dominion is like, well, there must've been four before this that weren't as good. Right. So this is the, the fifth ones that you nailed it. <laughs> you definitely
1: got it. Cause there's never a sixth. Well, there's, Sometimes there's a sixth, but very rarely, very rarely in the history of it's. If
0: this, studio gets, sixth, if this studio gets demolished, like literally, which would be my house, my house gets demolished, <laughs> then I will, I will build a new studio. The sixth. <laughs> the minute sixth. Minute. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so Dave, what was like, describe, like describe for you, like what the project was going to look like and uh-huh. what your goals were. Like, what were you trying to achieve? Ad- attain in the project
1: yeah um so vamos is a uh i mean it's an all original project right it's um it's a group of four guys and we we've been working on the project for a while but um it's you know it's been a process of getting everything exactly right the way that we want it to sound um you know it has influences of like um you know i guess like early eighties kind of indie rock, mm-hmm. um, but also has these Latin influences that come in. There's a lot of like textural kind of synthy sounds yeah. that bleed in. Um, and for, you know, our goal was basically to come out with of the number. I, I think we have like finished off right around 22 songs. And of those 22, we wanted a solid five or six. Yeah. That was the yeah. goal. We wanted him in a, in a platform that we could, you know, use for booking, but also use for, you know, at this point, like really for us to put something out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You wanted that, like something that was really representative of what the band was about. and. You know, I remember going to some gigs, right? I mean, I, I mm-hmm. love going to gigs that you do anyway. I mean, it's one of the things Dave and I you know, like to be supportive in the local music scene, yeah. not just of each other. But, you know, I, I actually seen this band and, and really liked them. And I think that, that, for me, like, sealed the deal. I was like, yeah. I mean, I would have done it anyway. Sure. But enjoying the band as much just, I mean, to me, that was like, oh, I – like, there's no way I can't do this. Like now, I've got to make sure that Davis. Like, I gotta like whatever string that I have to pull right to make this happen. I really want it to happen, right? Yeah,
1: which is super cool, right? Like putting all of their like technical stuff aside to have somebody that's actually interested in in what you're doing.
0: Yeah, that's
1: yeah. a big deal.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, and I you went to the gig, wrote some, you know, I even wrote down some songs. I mm-hmm. I think at least one of those we ended up doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, I think it was they Don't Have, have Enough, enough time. time. Yeah. That was the one that like, I pegged that one as just, that's single worthy. Like, and and there were a bunch of them. That was one that stuck out. But as yeah. we went through the process, I think we found like. A lot of these were just, I mean, the strength of the songs, which I think that's the thing that really got me is I've always loved songs right. and you guys have songs. It's not just jams or something like that, that have right. evolved its songs. They have structure, they've got meaning, there's intensity in the lyrics, there's a rise and fall to them. And all mm-hmm. of those things were, um, for me that was really what sealed the deal. Like I have to do this. Anyway, I I don't mean to like, you know, re-wax the car over and over, but I'm just, (laughs) I'm saying what. So just to like, you know, kind of, orient the listeners, you know, the reason sure. that we wanted to talk about this, I think was because, you know, Dave was coming into this situation as a bass player. Uh, he's, you know, he's recorded before in different places mm-hmm. and, you know, he's done different groups. He's recorded different, different albums and and different CDs and so forth. I also have done that, but we were in a very unique situation here, which was, you know, we're friends and mm-hmm. I am somebody who is a bass player, Who is approaching this project not as a bassist, but from a different point of view. And I am also hosting, right, one of my friends who is a bass player. Mm -hmm. And it was a very, it was, it was an opportunity for many things to go either very right or very wrong. Right. And, and so Dave, when you, when you were walking in to this, process right yeah. you came in the first day or whatever um for our yeah. sessions what were you most worried about mm-hmm. at that point and how how did you deal with it
1: yeah um i have i've got two answers I'm throwing a curveball here so the first thing for me kind of like on on a more intense level really was that I've been working with you for the past year. So I understand what our workflow look like as you and I.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And all of a sudden, just as, as it happens to many well, of just
0: us, like the two of us doing practical ways, right. the two of us. Right. Yeah.
1: And, but you know, just as, as it happens in so many music situations is all of a sudden I'm taking a different role. Yeah. And my role now is change is that, uh, you know, it's really that I'm bringing in other musicians. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether, whatever our roles are in this place, I just happen to be the band leader in this situation. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I'm the connecting point. Right. Right. And it's like, I know how we operate. I know what our efficiency level is. And I know that like, you know, my band maybe has certain efficiencies and also lacks certain efficiencies because that's what makes a band a band.
0: Right. So you're the, you're on the inside of that band dynamic. Right. That, you know, well, right. Right. And it's completely separate from the thing that we do here at practical base, which is
1: another dynamic that I'm inside of. <clears throat> right. And kind of connecting those points. That was a big worry for me. Right. Um, I'll get to the other part, but the, the second thing that worried me also was, yeah, like being a bassist and having somebody that's doing the recording, that's also a bassist that I respect is, it's an interesting place to be. Guitarists get it all the time because a a lot of times you find that, you know, the recording engineer, um, you know, the people that are in the booth Oh, this guy plays guitar and he's really good right yeah and that's so common but you know to have that from a base perspective it wasn't it wasn't necessarily like oh i gotta be on my best it was more that i it was just um making sure that i was fully aware that i can put trust in like your feedback yeah paul does this sound all right you know right what is this like i'm inside my head tell me how that
0: is you know. Right. Right. And, and
1: yeah, there go. Were,
0: yeah, there were, I mean, there were definitely songs where we had, you know, a conversation about the part, um, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it would be, you know, you lay a takedown and you're like, you know, here's what I'm feeling like yep. from where we are in the process. Here's kind of where it's leading me and maybe it's not exactly what I expected or, you know, sometimes it was just the simple matter of, do you feel like that works like this particular right. part was that working once it's yeah. You know, when you get in the, in, you get in the studio. Yeah. And I've said this, you know, uh, I, I know we talked about this many mm-hmm. times, but I've, I, you know, I've said this to other people. I've said this to um, young musicians that I've worked with, uh, you know, not that, not to put you, you're not a, I mean, you're. I'm you're, like a medium. You're young. youthful. You I'm, are. I'm, I'm, I'm young at you're, heart, baby. You're, you're super young at heart. I mean, and 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 and, but I mean, like, I um, don't have as much hair. This is something that I would like. <laughs> this is something that I would like. You know, I think that I would try and let musicians who are just starting out mm-hmm. kind of know, um, is that you know, you find you really find like all the little cracks and the little little cracks in the pavement yep. or the little holes or whatever, the little spots where the paint's chipped. You find that in the studio. That's where like right. every little thing has the potential to become a big glaring thing. Right. And it's very easy to miss those things in rehearsals and in live gigs. And suddenly, you know, you're under like a microscope, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and so from my perspective, it was my job to make sure because I am I'm not participating in this as a bass player or as a bass only advisor. Yeah, um, but it was my job to kind of make sure that you felt good about right. what you were doing and that the parts that you you know you've worked a long time on that we get like the best representation of that yeah. for, you know, for the record.
1: Yeah. In fact, the very first session we had, um, we basically knocked out the drums.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which was actually amazing.
0: Yeah. It was like hindsight. an all, that was like the all day thing, right? Because we started this essentially with a weekend of, a weekend of rhythm section.
1: Yeah. Right. Like two 12 hour sessions. Yeah. And we knocked out the drums and- Really, it was like the drums
0: and me. which was too long, by the way, right? we we knew In there, there there are many things we found yeah. out. I, I just want to point out, like <laughs> we're gonna talk about things, and i I don't want anybody to get the idea here that we're like, if we talk about something that transpired, I don't want anybody to walk out of this thinking. that is the way that you should do., it. <laughs> yeah, now, some things we yeah. did were worked out very well, it's and true. I would do them again. Some of the things we did. Did not work out as well, and I would <laughs> yeah. not do them again. And I would say one of them right. is the length of the session the first day. Like everyone was very juiced up about trying to get things done. Uh-huh. And, you know, there is a point at which you can't be effective anymore. And there's a reason that recordings are typically not done that quickly. And when you hear right. about great recordings that were done, like a lot of it was done in a very short amount of time. It is the exception that proves the rule. Like, right. it's either magic or it's fueled by amphetamines or I don't right. know what. Right, whatever like is going on, and and none of that, that was happening here. Like, you yeah. know, we're everyone was pretty much on the uh, the straight and narrow here because we were all about the work. But anyway, yeah. I'm although sorry. there was really good, there was really good lunch. There was really good lunch every day. Yeah, that like that is a that is a hallmark of of you know, partnership, I think, but anyway, I didn't mean to get off the track, but these are great.
1: Yeah. I mean, and and they're all a part of it. Like they're all the solutions. And, you know, for me, I think, um, when I look at, you know, kind of managing how everything went, I think, I think a big part in, in both topics was really like kind of letting go a little bit and asking you, like taking those points even like in our ba when I had to redo all yeah. the baselines, like having those sessions that were just you and I. Yeah. Like basis to basis, but you're in a new you're in a different role. Yeah. Stopping like and just saying, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like it feels weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This
1: doesn't feel right. What's going on? What and, can we try?
0: Yeah. And that was super rewarding because we got to really like I mean, we really took apart and dissected some of those mm-hmm. parts and and you know, they were it was enjoyable doing that. Yeah. Right. Cause like, you know, I felt for me, I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm like holding out the trampoline or whatever. Like you can yeah. walk the high wire and know that somebody is below you with a trampoline. Right. And they've got you. You know, right. like it's going to, no matter what, this is like, we're going to work it out. And whatever yeah. comes out at the end, like you're going to reach the other platform. That's right. Right. Yeah. So,
1: and, and, yeah. and on the other role, like of the managing the, the band right as a whole for me getting like getting through that was really about just keeping communication going. Yeah. Yeah. It was just about like talking with my bandmates and
0: well, here's, being here's, honest yeah, about. And here's like, the part where I Okay. So, so yeah. I mean, you guys who are listening, you're going to hear a lot of this because you know, Dave and I really enjoyed this. You're going to hear a lot of car waxing, but here's where I get to like wax Dave's car a little bit. Cause this is I got to see Dave operating in a different light. Like I, I got to see you operating as a mm-hmm. band leader and like making sure the communication was clear and that, you know, when we ran into, you know, a couple snags here and there, mm-hmm. um, that, that all got communicated very clearly to people and expectations were managed. Mm-hmm. You know, uh the the you know, you really like I really saw you working at the level that made me appreciate not just what you bring here to the podcast, right? Cause we, you know, we conduct this as a, you know, a very, I don't know, a, a very professional enterprise, right? Right. Back and forth. We, you know, we plan things out and we schedule, et cetera, et cetera. And watching you do that with your bandmates and kind of take that lead. Um, for me, that was, I loved watching that. And I thought, I I love watching somebody who puts, it's not just talk, right? Mm-hmm. You walk the walk with your band, and I loved watching that. i I loved seeing that and seeing how it worked out in mm-hmm. in practice. And so I can now feel super confident about the kind of things that we talked about in practical practical base season right. one in you know, we talk about those things, and yeah, you could think of them as theory, but I watched them practiced right. in front of me, not by me. But by somebody else, I watched you put them in practice, and every minute of it, I'm like, "Yep, oh, there's episode twelve. Oh, oh, what do you? Know? Oh, there's episode twenty-one. It worked. <laughs> yep, oh, there you go, episode five. You know, uh, you know, not yeah. that these are the numbers, but right, you know, watching them come out. I, I thought this is how this looks when you execute this stuff. Yeah. It works out, and other people notice. In this case, the other person was me. Right, I was actually getting the benefit of that by having people come in at the right time having people come in who were uh they knew what to expect and they knew what was expected of them mm-hmm. and and things in general you know really really worked out so you know yeah. I, uh, you know i think the I want to address, I think maybe the same question. I think it would be fair for me to kind of like turn the light. I asked you a question to start right. all this off. Right. Which is what, like, what were you worried about? Right. It? And I want to like, I'm going to turn the light back on myself. Cause I feel like that's fair. Right. To not, I'm not going to put you on the spot like that. Right. Because
1: think, yeah. you would have had your own concerns going into this. Right. Like yeah. actually, if we really look at it, like you were the one who um you, you are venturing into newer territory than us.
0: It was, yeah, I mean, it was, I, I've recorded myself. Like right. I've done my own songwriting and recording, but I've not had, you know, it, it's been a long time since I recorded another band and I've never recorded another group with the intention that like, this is going to be a marketing, like this is a marketable right. uh, media that's going to come out of yeah. this. Like I've done pre-production work for people. I've done, you know, a couple like garage level recordings for friends, things like that, you know, stuff that was essentially like favors or throwaways or whatever, but this was actually really intended to do something. And, you know, so for me, and with the the
1: relationship that we have to, yeah. Like there's just a, there's a, you know, there's a human element to it that it's like, Oh, you
0: know we work together all the yeah, time yeah like how am I gonna, gonna now we're gonna record how am I gonna get Dave <laughs> back over here to do a practical bass again <laughs> if I completely screw the pooch on this right <laughs> so yeah I mean it was the first time doing it for people other than myself and so it was also I think a big part of it for me was um it being about your songs and I I don't mean in the same sense that mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier about like loving the songs it right. was about you know these are your art these are right. things that you guys, you guys have composed you've put words to and in some cases the words are very meaningful like they're very intimate right and i wanted to honor that right and make sure that that stuff gets the respect that it's due and to have a relationship with an Mm -hmm. artist when you are doing something like recording them or you know or producing is to make sure that you are helping them understand it's safe for them to fully express right all of the parts of that mm-hmm. in the studio and it may mean talking about specific words or phrases that really matter to them. Mm-hmm. It may be about a, about a musical part which came about through some very long, you know, right. dialogues or fist fights in the rehearsal sure. room or whatever, right like this right. is the thing that needs to like, I'm only, I'm, I'm walking into the room after like, you know, two thirds of the battles have been fought. Right. Right. So understanding that blood has been spilled or tears or sweat Mm -hmm. or whatever the bodily fluid is. Right. Right. That's all happened. And so coming in and respecting that um, was really important to me and, you know, and some of you guys had done recordings before. And so I wanted to be, to give you that same or better feeling of safety mm. and respect but all and freedom, right? Yep. And then yeah. I think the second piece of it, right? I've got two parts to this too. That's right. The second part was making sure that I had my chops together mm-hmm. and the gear together to make sure that you guys weren't like at some point twiddling your thumbs waiting for me to be ready. Right. For you to do something, right? Like that was, (laughs) that was the thing I, I, you know, just as worry, just as worrisome for me was the idea that like, I wouldn't be ready to capture an idea or, oh, hang on guys. I'm trying to figure out, oh, there's something wrong. I'm not sure what it is. (laughs) Right. Like I, I, we may have had like one moment like that and that, that went on, but it, Yeah. I don't think there was a lot of it. There wasn't. There wasn't,
1: and in fact, and in fact, a lot of the time, honestly, like whatever that waiting period was of like wrestling with technology, um, I mean, we're antsy, we're antsy musicians, right? Like, so we find like side conversation and we want to talk about what just happened or whatever that is, you
0: know? Like you want wanna there's a moment that you want to like understand or dissect or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, It all went completely like. Uh, any any hesitation of time spent in the studio was like completely unnoticed on our end because <laughs> we are like, you have to like, you hey have guys. to reel
0: us back in. Like, you know? hey guys, are you? Yeah, yeah, okay, you ready? Are you ready? Come on! <laughs> but it, but it went okay. It, it, that I, I don't think that that ended up being a, an issue at all. Mm-hmm. I think we were all on the same wavelength. So you know, getting all those things together for me, it was you know, I yeah. I tried to do a lot of work ahead of time. Um, Sorting out gear and cables, mm-hmm. connections, testing lines. And you know, this is the part where we're getting very practical, hopefully. Like, this is going to be kind of the payoff for the, yeah. the practical bass listener. Is I thought through, in my head, tried to lay out every moment in the studio. Not not every single moment, but the moment of pressing record. And thinking about how are things going to be laid out. Oh where are people going to be sitting? What's going to be mic'd up? Where are those mics going to sit? What about all the cables that are coming from there? How are they going to hook into my equipment? What length of cables do I need? Are there Mm -hmm. adapters that are needed in order to get me from this place to this place so that I can do an effective recording and literally thinking all of that out. uh, You know, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I got a, pad of paper right. and i started sketching that out for myself from beginning to end mm-hmm. thinking about what does this look like and then when and then when i ran it through my head thinking here's what the gear that i have is there something that i'm missing and, and i did discover along the mm-hmm. way i thought you know you have to literally you've got to know your gear you have to uh look you know here's the back panel where things are going to be hooked into what kind of connection is that? Oh, it's an XLR connection here, or oh, it's a quarter inch balanced connection. Yep. But my mic cables are XLR. Right. How am how am I going to get from one to the other? Right. So thinking all of those things through for every single connection and every single thing that was going to happen in the studio ahead of time, I like visualize it. And yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to be like aggrandizing. No. I'm just saying like this is I think this is the the meat. Of where you really start to, if you're not a professional studio that has all this figured out already, if you're doing this in a home studio as a, you know, a working bass player, you're part of a band, you want to record, this is the level that you want to get to. You want to think through the process before you ever hit record or before anybody comes to your house, you want to think about where is everything going to sit what mic is going to be on this stand? Do I have enough stands for everything? Okay, once I have those, do I have all the mics I need? The cables that come out of the mics, where are they gonna go? Do I have the right connection for them to go right. into? Right. All of those things that you think out are gonna contribute, I think, to to success. Yeah, it's
1: very much like, you know, practical bass, practical music, just a way to, to think through before before you execute. And, and we talk a lot about different topics within what we do in our base life. And like, this is you carrying it out into like studio life, right? Where it's, yeah, it is, it is not like fly by night It is definitely not like you're just winging it. Like, yeah, I've got a great, I spent a lot of money here. I've Got good software. I've got good hardware. I got a bunch of cables. It was not that. Like what it was instead is like me with my bandmates who they all have experience recording, they all have years behind them, and them leaving like the whole session of like, yeah, Paul's on it, like he knows what he's doing. And and I know from my relationship with you, that's because it's the work that you did beforehand. Yeah. Like the planning and the the foresight of like what could possibly go sideways how do i prevent it if it like how can i fix it if it does go yeah. there how i how can i prevent it from going there all of those pieces yeah
0: i like so i don't have any like military experience but i've have like i've known a bunch of marines in my life and like uh, there was a thing i i heard from several marines that i know is the five p's right prior planning prevents poor performance right right so that's really the idea if you yeah. can if you can live that no matter what you're doing. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm perfect at that. That's the six P that, you know, (laughs) gets left out because no one's perfect. But, you know, if you can do that consistently though, things will work. And so, you know, and and it wasn't just that, I mean, I, and I also like, in a way, I mean, I, I did some cramming too, right. Just because of, you know, whether it's uh, uh, you know, just insecurity or just you know wanting to be as good for you guys as I could. Yeah, did a lot of reading. I I watched a lot. I'll be honest. I watched a lot of YouTube. Yeah. Um, just to check my approach. I actually picked up a couple tips along the way. It was great. Again, I wasn't. I'm. Uh, I wasn't a practiced a uh, recording engineer or producer, but I, along the way, I kind of was able to understand that either like validate my approach right. essentially, like, here's what I'm thinking yeah. I should do. Does this seem right? Right. And a lot of times it would be, yes, that would be the right way to go. I got some ideas along the way. Oh, here's an even better thing I could do, or, you know, maybe this thing isn't right. I could do something else instead. And again, just yeah. kind of try and be at, as top of my game as I could and and I think one other one other thing I wanted to to mention is you know I don't think we would have had as near uh as you know near as good a, an experience as we did um without the preparation of having a friend in my friend Rich Rich Nagel yeah. he came in and assistant and enge- he basically assistant engineered the right you know that that whole weekend session so he showed up you you guys came in saturday morning he came in friday afternoon right and we set so much up and tested lines and just making sure that little things were not going to interrupt the process you know for stupid reasons like oh this mic cable doesn't work why am i not getting a signal on this line i don't know like you don't want to find that out yeah when people are ready to play right and he came in and like we got all of that done the night before. And so people showed up Saturday and, you know, we were ready to go.
1: Yeah. And that's like, you know, if you're ever going to take on to me, like that learning lesson was that if you're, if you are going to take on another project, you're going to take something big on that's outside of what your normal base life looks like. Yeah. It is like, it's totally not wrong. To bring in somebody. Yeah. And to have a second set of eyes. A team. that I mean, yeah. there's a
0: reason. There's a reason that real, like, you know, the big studios, it's never one guy doing all the work. Right. It's always a team. Yeah. Right? And, you know, that, that way you've got somebody to kind of double check you. You've got an extra pair of hands. You know, people who are there to to kind of support what's yep. going on and get things done. And, you know, we had him there the whole first day of recording. And, yeah. you know, I feel like that was a big reason why things went as well as they did, because we didn't try and like, you know, lowball it.
1: Right. Yeah. No, he, he was, he was actually super crucial in in that process. And it made me think about like, even in big other, like music ventures that, that I take on, if, you know, if there's a big gig or whatever, like sometimes it, it, it's all right to grab another bandmate and say, Hey, you're my co-pilot. Like, yeah, you're my, you're going to be the person with me this whole time. We're going to tackle this together. Yeah. Because sometimes if you're that person that takes all of it on, it's too much. Yeah. Like you're dealing with too many aspects.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of variables going on and whatnot. And, you know, the same thing I think goes for, you know, for your role. Um, You know, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, the, the, the walking in part, but you know, in the process itself, you know what? I guess I'm. I, uh, I think it would be interesting. And you know, we're not we're not going to pull any punches here. I think we're we're both very comfortable with sure with how things went, and you know, things that went well, things that went not so well. What, what yeah. did you like? What did you expect during the process, and and how mm-hmm. like how did that play out? What did you en- What did you expect coming in as a bass player, and what did you end up doing?
1: Yeah, I guess, like, going into it, I mean, I I was very focused on, you know, I spent a lot of time beforehand just working on my bass parts, right? Like, just that literal, like, working on the bass piece, working on the music, and also making sure that I was a band leader toward what the structure of these songs are, right? Like, because the songs have structure to them. Yeah. And for me, I wanted to make sure that everyone's keeping on, like, within that like within that form yeah. because we're a band of original music, which means we change it every single time, Mm -hmm. right? That we get together. Like we're constantly improving. Things
0: evolve. Yeah. Like as you're, as you work through them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the, like the left hook in this whole process was basically that, like I like that I could lean on you as a producer and that you could actually change it. Right, and that I could let go and that and that we could let go and kind of let it be that that situation where not only are we in there to record and be perfectionists at exactly what we're trying to like pull off, yeah, but also that we have to be open ears, open eyes, and asking for feedback, yeah yeah right and 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 allowing that, you felt this comfort level where you could say do you really want this to happen? Let's explore that further. Did you try doing this? Yeah. And getting to that point where really what it turned out to me more, the whole experience was about like, per, you know, kind of co-producing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, so the, yeah. and the so, so you made an interesting point here, which I, uh, you know, I think was, that was kind of the surprise in the process, I think, for, for everybody. I mean, I I think definitely for you and me, because we were, you know, really kind of like deepest embedded in what was like every moment of what was going on. Like we, I think, you know, I was there for the, obviously the whole thing. And, you know, I think out of everybody, you were really the most, the most present for, you know, for basically everything that went on. And that was as expected because you were playing these dual roles, right? right. Of trying to, you know, lead and coordinate the band side. Yeah. Um, but also be like, you know, the basis, the bedrock for right. you, musically what was happening. And so I think that was the big surprise for me yeah. was the this role that I ended up taking on. I mean, I at first, I think when we got started, yeah. I very much wanted to be clear about in my own head, right, about what my part was that I was playing. Right. And that part to me was to make sure that we get things recorded and that, you know, we get a good mix of these songs that you guys had done. And that was it, right? That was really my role. And as we went along, I think we discovered like there were certain things that happened musically Mm -hmm. that, you know, I knew, right? When I heard them, I'm like, I knew that something wasn't happening. That was what you guys planned. Right. Or, you know, for whatever reason, like the architecture of it wasn't clear in the song. Yeah. And I think after having one or two of those things happen where, you know, I kind of raised my hand and said, you know, do you guys mind if I ask a question about this or, you know, let's look at this, you know, put it under a magnifying glass for a minute. And I think after a few of those, we realized that it was was actually helpful, right? right? My worry was going into that was, not wanting to inject myself into a dynamic that I wasn't part of, right? I'm not right. I'm not a band member. And what I think we discovered is the band actually benefited from having a yeah. producer, right? right? Co-producer in this in this case. Right. Like somebody as a as a as an independent ear to say, hey, this sounds like it's working. Yeah. This maybe not so much. Can we what can we do here that would be clear about intent? and honest about what you guys want from that song but like is gonna work when you listen to it 800 times in a row right right Right. because what you don't want to hear is like you don't want to hear things that you oh i wish we'd done something else and then you hear it 800 times in a row and then you want to like shoot yourself in the head yeah right yeah Um, so it was really about
1: like the first time you hear it after the fact yeah post-production you're like Oh, yeah, we should have thought about that.
0: Yeah, we really should have done something different there.
1: <laughs> we, we should, somebody yeah. should have like called somebody out on, yeah. on that piece. Yeah. You know, one of the, um, one of the really like neat things in this whole process for me was, um, you and I had a conversation after one of our podcasts, um, really about like your direction toward the podcast and, and other aspects of music, uh, you know, how we, we focus a lot of our attention on the, the working basis, like the gigging musician. Yeah. Yeah. And the irony is that like the podcast for us is also like this way of still being in music.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But not like not hustling, not carrying 35 to 60 pound rigs, not Not, like like dealing in a bar, right? not having to do all this stuff that we talk about. Yeah. And you are, you know, very good at, at finding projects and, and, and developing ways to still have that passion and, and be involved there. But it was super cool to like, see this thing unfold. And for me to like it, for it, for it to hit me like yeah. square on and think, oh man, this is, this is Paul, like being fully involved in music in some, like in, in a very strong fashion without like Hauling out a rig at two in the morning, yeah. out of a, out of some bar.
0: Yeah, it was a different kind of commitment mm-hmm. and and process, and you know that was something I I really I enjoyed. Right, that was my my big yeah. revelation, and I've talked about this to many of my friends and loved ones since we did it. Yeah, that you know I. I, that is the surprise to me was how much I enjoyed mm-hmm. being outside the dynamic of the band right. per se, but brought in for specific work and yeah. to, to do certain things and to like bring a different skill set and a different kind of mindset and make those things happen right. to show other people in the best light possible and it kind of like combines a bunch of the things that I love doing in my in my day career, honestly. Like I'm a manager in my day job and it's not really ever uh about what I can do personally at the level that the the team that I manage can do. They are way beyond my skills and abilities and what I can bring to that is maybe just a sense of, you know, cohesion or Mm -hmm. coordination or asking questions sometimes like bringing things together, bringing people together, even just spurring discussion and making sure that the right answer, everybody, you know, it comes out and everybody agrees on it and the right direction is what we, you know, pursue. And that applied so much in this job. It was like, it was I had never connected those. Like I really yeah. thought that that life was so separate from this life in music mm-hmm. and this hobby you know, because I consider music just as much a part of my life. If right. you know, it, losing my losing music would be like losing my job. Right. In my mind. Right. And I mean, they're that co-important in my, in my brain. Yeah. And I think seeing those things come together for me was like a unifying moment where I just realized, Oh my gosh, like this is the thing that I feel like I understand and I have the capacity and the skills mm-hmm. and the um, the willingness and, and, and love and passion for doing it. Right. It was that like that aha moment of, you know this this is definitely something that that I want to do again and again. And, yeah. and, you know, I would say if we, you know, just to tie that back to the, you know, the purpose of this podcast for Practical Bass, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I really appreciate our listeners hanging in there with us because, you know, I think we, we've probably stretched on a bit about a, a passion project. But I think the point that we want people to leave with is that as a bass player, um, you, yes, you play bass and you play a certain instrument, but mm-hmm. you are a musician uh, around that, right? And in general, you are a musician, right? Right. You're a bassist, a a specific kind of musician, but you are a a musician first. And maybe even before that, you're a human being and you have other talents and you have other skills and passions. And those are the things that we are also trying to integrate in this podcast and help you kind of understand how you can be better at a lot of things and be able to bring them to yeah. like a larger scale of what you want to accomplish. Right. It's not right. just hauling the rig in and out at 2am, like you said, right. and, you know, playing your part. It's right. What, what can you do that is going to bring you musical fulfillment yep. Right for the rest of your life? That's right. Well, so that seems like a great place to wind up maybe for, for tonight. I mean, I, I love it. I, I really enjoyed, I mean, the, the, the project that, that, that i i was was you know blessed to work on over over this winter time with with Dave and 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 his band was it was fantastic for me i i hope that everybody out there in our listening audience had a chance over the break to do things that mattered to you as a bass player as a musician that you got to you know really exercise something in yourself and and maybe integrate that in as part of the whole of what you bring to this, you know, wonderful world that we live in and, you know, that, that you really got to, to, to really stretch yourself to do something new. And, uh, hopefully we will help you do that over the course of this season as well. And, um, yeah, so if you would like to keep up with us, if this has, um, energized you the way that, that, uh, uh, that, that our winter energized us. Um, we hope you'll keep up with us on practicalbase.com. You can give us some feedback, go to the feedback section on the website and you can send us some email. Dave and I read every email that we get. It comes straight to our inbox and we always read everything. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. We try to acknowledge everything. It's not always instantaneous, but, uh, because there's a lot going on, but we do try to get back to everybody who, who sends us email. Um, we would love to hear ideas. If you've got things that you would like to, to have us, uh, cover a podcast, we'd love to hear from you as well. You can also visit our Facebook group. We have a practical, Facebook group. There's also a practical base page on Facebook. You can find the group through the page and vice versa. You can find the page through the group. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram as practical base. And uh, we'd love to hear from you there. If uh, that's what you prefer, you can pick up a weekly uh, edition of this podcast starting this week. Uh, whether you are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or just about any podcasting application, simply do a search for Practical Base and uh, you can find our friendly black and white logo and using the subscribe link or button with your app, you can get a fresh weekly copy delivered straight to you. It is absolutely free now and forever. And uh, we can't wait to hear from you. And we can't wait to um, hopefully spin up another topic of interest for you next week and uh, hopefully take your gear and your gigs to the next level. And until then, I'm Paul Frields. And I'm Dave Guzman. This has been Practical Bass. Thanks for listening.
1: Dave Guzman. You're early again. <laughs> Wait, from, David, from where is I've that ending? I've told you once. I've told you twice. No, there's no end to and.
0: start the podcast. The podcast does not start with end. We don't do that.